Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, I saw it on ABC earlier. Now I see it on CBS on my bank of televisions. Taylor Swift at the football game Sunday night with her boyfriend on the field, blah, blah, blah. So, yes, I have now six or seven days in a row heard about Taylor Swift and her football player boyfriend. But uh, have you heard what Travis Kelsey's ex has said to Taylor Swift? I have not. Stay with us, and I'll tell you right now. She said, "Uh, you do what you want, girl, but once a cheater, always a cheater. Did he cheat on her? I don't know. With Taylor Swift or... I know he can uh, run a post pattern. I don't know. He's got the mustache of a cheater. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, you, you, you rolled your eyes like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, no, it does. That's why I rolled my eyes. Oh, that does make sense. That's, oh, that's, that's my. a cheating mustache if I've ever seen one. Oh, the mustache totally. of deceit. <laughs> yes. Spotted a mile away. <laughs> Oh yeah, you see that mustache coming. That's a that's a rambling man. That's yeah. What that right. <laughs> All right, you started this idiotic discussion. It's up to you to end it. Uh, the fact that it's it's Chiefs at Jets, so it's New York City, biggest stage, Sunday night NFL TV, which is the oh. number one show in America by far. How much time do they give this on the actual NFL broadcast? How many times do they? Go more to the, than the quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> how much time? Did, how many times did they go to the skybox as Taylor's jumping around cheering with his mom and stuff like that? Oh my God! I'm sure you got some hardcore football announcers like I will not be a part of this. And you got some of the other directors saying, "Look, you want high ratings? We put her on the screen. That's what's going to get his ratings." Here's a question for you: Who who has uh, the Sunday night game these days? Is it ESPN? I don't. I don't know. I check my local listings. I tune in. Westinghouse. Um, NBC. They are probably, NBC has a they, Sunday night game. Okay, so uh, their salespeople must be going to lady products manufacturers and saying, hey, 
We're getting huge numbers of the women since this whole Travis Kelsey uh, T-Swizzle thing. You get a lady product you want to advertise, we'll sell you some spots. <laughs> a lady product. Oh, jeez. All right. So to the uh, to the, the, the news. So Gavin Newsom signs. What well, you tell us, Katie? What happened? All right. Well, fast fooker, fast fookers. Wow. There we go. Fast food workers in California will earn a minimum of $20 an hour starting in April under a new bill signed into law yesterday by Governor Gavin Newsom. This legislation emerged as part of a broader compromise in which fast food companies agreed to remove a 2024 ballot referendum asking voters to repeal a law aimed at improving wages and working conditions for okay. employees. I'm having trouble following this. So they agreed to pull a referendum banning the re- the re- revocation <laughs> of a stay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> So anyway, minimum wage California fast order are going to make twenty dollars an hour minimum as of next year, right? Right, and so basically, uh, California was already making the highest pay for fast food workers at sixteen sixty an hour, which the market would would dictate anyway because it's so much more expensive to live in California. I mean, that would happen even if you had no minimum wage. But the government has decreed your wage shall rise by twenty percent. Right, and uh, so what we're interested in is the way Gavin explained this after he signed the bill and everybody cheered. Here's the future president of the United States, current governor of California, Gavin Newsom. $20 an hour, 80% of the workforce. There's a lot of mythology about fast food. You know, Johnny used to learn the value of hard work. You know, he'd work a few hours in his first job. That's not the case, folks. That's a romanticized version of a world that doesn't exist. 80% of the workforce in these fast food places, 80% are people of color. Two-thirds are women. The majority are breadwinners. And we have the opportunity to reward that contribution, reward that sacrifice, and stabilize an industry in turn. What a remarkable moment. So uh, there was a disconnect there when he said uh, the mythology that Johnny will learn skills with his first job and everybody kind of chuckled. Yeah, that's stupid. And he said that's it's not true because a majority of these workers are black. What? People what? of color. That's right. What? What? How does I don't that doesn't I, your sentence doesn't make sense. I'm not sure there was a single sentence in that screed that was truthful. Well, that can't be true that a majority of fast food workers are a uh, uh, breadwinner head of household. They're supporting the family? What? And, uh, and who expects to, to be the breadwinner working at McDonald's anyway? I mean, obviously, you're talking about frontline flipping burgers if you're putting in the minimum wage on it. You're not talking about managers or anything like that. They obviously right. make more than minimum wage. So the only people this applies to is like the lowest level burger flipper bathroom cleaner person. And you're talking about them being uh, the breadwinner. There, uh, Let me rephrase what I said before. There was not a single sentence of that that was not wrong. The deep and idiotic misunderstanding of how markets work and economics work is just astonishing. And yes, absolutely, that that kind of uh, head fake toward racism and sexism. Let's start with the fact that you have a supply of labor and a market for labor. 
certain sorts of labor aren't worth very much because anybody can do them. Anybody. It takes almost no training, takes almost no intelligence. It takes almost no diligence. Almost anybody could do that. Why would you pay a specific rate above and beyond what you could make a deal for? It's it's absurd. As Tim Sandifer has, has taught us, <clears throat> You've just made it illegal for somebody who brings $16 of value to a business to be employed because a business would be idiotic to employ that person for $20 an hour. That would be a waste of that uh, that incremental sum. Well, and obviously you have the problem of the cost of your cheese slices and bread and meat and lettuce and electricity bills and the land the McDonald's is on didn't change. So if the price of your labor is going up, you're either going to have to raise the prices of your product or you're going to have to hire fewer people and figure out a way to do without as many human beings. Well, interestingly enough, and I totally get what you're driving at, but virtually all of those things you mentioned are going up. True, true. And yeah, they are going up. And so you are rapidly approaching the point at which what the market is willing to spend on a hamburger is far below what you would have to price it at. So Gavin Newsom is putting thousands of people out of work and closing hundreds, if not thousands, of businesses. Well, he's probably putting tens of thousands of people out of work, including those plucky women of color breadwinners who somehow expect to be able to feed a family flipping burgers, which virtually anybody or a machine can do. Yeah, or a machine. That's what I was going to get at. You also hasten the change over to... Some sort of AI robot something or other. Is that what you're going to say, Michael? Yep, they're already trying it. Yeah, yeah. I've been to McDonald's where they're doing that. And so at a, at a lower wage, you run, you run a restaurant. Wow, it costs an awful lot of money to you know get the computer system going to where people order at the kiosk and I don't have somebody... St- but if you raise the minimum wage high enough, well, now it makes sense for me to invest in the super expensive kiosk which is what they got at a lot of McDonald's now. You order there, and they're going to have fewer people standing there saying, may I help you? Would you like fries with that? And right. I, I worry about, like, my my kid can't wait till he's old enough to get a job. Uh, where I grew up, he would already be old enough at 13 to have a job, but uh, unfortunately in the modern world we've decided that's cruel or something to, like, let a 14-year-old work somewhere. Um, but he wants to be able to when he's 16. Well, there's going to be fewer of these jobs available if the minimum wage is too high. There'll just be less of them to get. To quote the Cato Institute, uh, you know, a labor model predicts that a minimum wage enforced at a level above the market determined equilibrium creates unemployment. The quantity of labor supplied rises due to the higher wage on offer, but the quality, the quantity of labor demanded falls given the higher wage costs to firms. Some jobs simply aren't profitable enough or labor isn't valuable enough for businesses to justify paying the minimum wage plus other costs which you must remember include payroll taxes, training costs, health care, and other benefits, and liability insurance, you cost twice as much as your salary, or or at least 50% more, depending on where you live, um, to your employer. Plus the, the stand- office supplies that I steal. <clears throat> There's that. The standard model expects the least productive or experienced workers to be the ones most likely to be laid off, have their hours cut, or find it more difficult to get hired when a minimum wage is set at a high level. Gavin Newsom just made the most vulnerable workers much more vulnerable to be laid off, and the most vulnerable would-be workers, he has made it much more difficult for them to find a job. 
That means the loss of crucial work experience or opportunity opportunities to learn skills and accumulate on-the-job human capital from employment. The banning of mutually beneficial trades of would-be employees willing to work for wage rates that employers are happy to pay makes us poorer as a society while also harming many of the workers this policy intends to help. So Gavin grew up pretty well-to-do. He's tied into a bunch of big-time political families and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know if he ever yeah. worked McDonald's or anything like that in his life. But does So does he actually think there are people that's, that set out to raise families working at flipping burgers at McDonald's? No, no. I think the answer to that question is something I was going to observe anyway. Gavin is very bright. Uh, he he has dyslexia. Learning to read was difficult for him. He overcame that. Uh, he's he's quite a bright guy. He's utterly dishonest because he thinks that's how to get ahead in politics. Um, <clears throat> but his, as you pointed out, his premise of there are these myths about fast food work being essentially starter jobs where Johnny learns his skills and stuff like that. Well, that's a lie. It's people of color. A guy that bright doesn't resort to an argument that ridiculous for no reason. It's because he knows he doesn't have a good reason. All he has is demagoguery. And that's why he resorted to demagoguery. I remember when they raised the minimum wage in San Francisco years ago and then reading the articles in the San Francisco Chronicle about bookstores and coffee shops and little you know places that only had a couple employees and they had to close their doors look like we can't afford to be in business if we have to pay people that much this job doesn't require much i need to have somebody work here but i can't pay him that that's the liberal san francisco chronicle reporting on the reality which has now conveniently be been forgotten again If you want to read a really interesting book about this sort of thing, uh, it's called The Myth of the Rational Voter. It talks about how the unwashed masses really don't understand economics at all. That'd be a good thing. This is a good example. Be a good thing to teach in school right after you get through your pronouns class. (laughs) I'm the Um, genderbred person. (laughs) um, uh, Why did I have to throw in something snarky like that? What am I trying to do? Bring people down? What, huh? It's Friday. Let's have a little fun, huh? Why you got to be so mean all the time? Mean as a snake, folks. Imagine working with them. Oh. You got Taylor and Travis. Love is in the air. I mean, come on. We shouldn't be in. Um, More on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So have you guessed who this is yet? Gonna make pretty women's Muddy sneakers. <laughs> and the world will know Howlin' Dog. It's all about you know so, I got called a stuffed shirt on Twitter. Well, you hate to be called a bad name on Twitter. Great um, Scott. Great Scott. I got called a stuffed shirt on Twitter for saying... I think that's perfectly fine amateur musicianship. It's it is. I'm not a. I do not mock amateur musicians, having been one myself. But uh, but I'm still put off by the fact that the Secretary of State is even doing it in his suit and tie in his official capacity as Secretary of State. I just I as I tweeted, it just seems weird to me. Now that's said, a Blinken. What that, was the setting? That's Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State. It was a pleasure to launch the State Department's new Global Music Diplomacy Initiative. And there he is in his suit and tie, looking like the Secretary of State in an office that looks like it's the White House uh, with a Stratocaster uh, singing his song. And uh, somebody tweeted, I think it's perfectly fine, Jack. Don't be so stuffy-shirted. I just, you know, and it probably is. It just seems so weird to me that, like, you're probably on a Zoom call with... President Zelensky of Ukraine, as we fund billions of dollars trying to stop grandmas from being raped and children from being murdered, and then you, I don't know, it just seems weird to me in your official Secretary of State capacity, but maybe I am overthinking it. I don't have any problem with the guy playing music no, of and, and having some recreation. It's, it's just, a little odd that it's there at the State Department, I guess, but yeah, I just, I don't know. maybe it's not. I don't know. Kind of far down the list of things I'm, I'm going to worry about, I guess. Oh, well, yeah, certainly. Uh, I am worried about the border, as is Elon Musk. Yeah, indeed. he's He was down there videotaping all sorts of people talking about the reality on the border. It's fantastic. It is so revealing, and we're going to play you some clips of it coming up, so stay with us. He basically did a little documentary. <clears throat> yeah. So a friend of mine from back in the day, back in the day is, uh, is dying. Mm. And I just found this out recently. Uh, he's my age. Uh got hit with a terrible disease, Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, but a particularly aggressive form of it that I didn't know was a thing in which he got diagnosed like uh, last month and is in hospice now. Woof. Does that come up? Can come out of nowhere. But so that has been my, and this is the reason I mention it, that has been my don't complain about this particular part of your day go-to for the past week or so uh because uh yeah 
Unless wow. that's your problem. There are other problems you could have that are much worse. Well, that's terrifying. Yeah, it really is. And and I, I realize this is going to happen more the older I get. But, you know, being in your 50s ain't old enough that you expect anything really to happen to you. And um, it's just it's always so hard to wrap your head around. Like Diane Feinstein dying. I'm sure her family is sad and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, you're 90. You had a good long run. You, you know, you knew it was coming. But, man, the the perfectly healthy, dynamic, you can't picture them ever not being here person that it all right. of a sudden laid low is so hard to take from a psychological standpoint. I wish you could fully appreciate your health and your blessings before they're taken away. I wish you could, too. And it's just it's hard. It is a very hard thing to do. But you get those reminders, which might be the point if you believe there's any point to you know, the way the, 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 the life is put together. That might be the point to make us more appreciative of life. But. A little honesty from the border, courtesy of Elon Musk. Really good stuff. Hope you can hang around. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Elon Musk at the border yesterday live streaming on his social media platform that I refuse to call X, uh, Twitter. Um, And before we play some clips of it and him saying some really good stuff about the the, the border situation and some really reasonable things that I think 90% of America agrees with, uh, around the whole border thing. It's another example, for better or worse, and I'm not sure on some of these, where individual titans are going to be able to 
play a role that they've never been able to play before in world history. For instance, Elon being able to, it would seem, shut down a Ukrainian attack on Russia because he didn't think it was a good idea. And he just single-handedly turned off the communication that he'd given him. Um, that is an upside or a downside, depending on how you, uh, you know on which side of that you're on. But also, uh, well, an upside-downside on this communication thing. You had Mark Zuckerberg and uh, people at Google able to weigh in on presidential elections in a way that I find horrifying. But on this one, here's Elon Musk with his giant platform able to get a news story out maybe to a whole bunch of people that the, the gatekeepers at NBC and CBS and the Washington Post aren't as interested in getting the news out. Right. I'm reminded of the old saying that it's a double-edged sword when every sword is double-edged, unless it's a saber, I think, although I'm not a sword expert. Uh, (laughs) It occurs to me, uh, you've said this uh, with your accustomed elegance and eloquence, uh, that the border situation, the immigration situation, is the biggest, longest, most flaming failure of our government, our democracy, if you will, um, that a person could see. It's just utter failure. Will it take some sort of effort by a communications titan um, to to get America to wake up and do something? I don't know. Maybe it will. We, the people, haven't done, (laughs) haven't gotten it done, right? Yeah, well, it's a a failure because we're largely in agreement, and you would think in a democracy where a majority, you know, can push the... With a solid, solid majority feeling the same way about this issue, you'd think you could get something done, but we haven't been able to for decades. Yeah, indeed. So you just want to uh, roll a couple of these clips? Why not? Hit us with 40, Michael. We'll start start there. You know, as as an immigrant to the United States, I'm extremely pro-immigrant, and I believe that uh, we need a greatly expanded uh, legal immigration system. Uh, and that we should uh, let anyone in the country who is hardworking and honest and uh, will be a contributor to the United States. Uh, we should have expedited legal approval for anyone who, who sort of falls in that category. Yeah, like 90% of America agrees with that. I mean, it's not that's, even controversial. That's, um, although he said, I'm for letting anyone in who's hardworking and honest. So he's for a lot of immigration. Maybe I would say more than... Well, more than some people are. Um, anyway, he certainly establishes his bona fides as being pro-immigration there. By the Roll way, on. so you can oh, pic- okay. so you can picture this. He uh, he's about two hundred miles south of where he lives some of the time in a Texas town that I don't really know of, about twenty eight thousand people. And he drove to the border on his own and was having a little trouble with some of the Wi-Fi stuff. And even makes a joke maybe in one of the clips we have about I need to get Starlink over here so we have better Wi-Fi. Um, but uh, he's wearing a black cowboy hat and a mirrored sunglasses and a T-shirt, looking all Texas, and reporting on the story. Yep. Next clip. Um, but then, by the same token, we we should also not be allowing uh, people in the country if they're if they're breaking the law. That doesn't make sense. The law is there for a reason. But I think we want to do both things: uh, smooth out legal immigration, and and then uh, uh, stop stop the you know a, a, sort of a flow a flow of people that is. Uh, of such magnitude that is actually what leading to a collapse of social services. Right. Okay, fair enough. So he's set it up pretty well. Let's get to specifics, 42. And what we're seeing here are, in some cases, some pretty extreme uh, individuals coming through. Sure. Um, obviously, not suggesting everyone is like this, but you're talking about um, 
you know, a guy who came through uh, who had uh, face tattoos, including tears, had yes. uh, tattooed on his face. Yes. Um, the, the tear, when, when somebody tattoos a tear, it means that they, they have murdered someone. Yeah. Um, and they are so proud of the, having murdered someone that they they, they tattoo a t- one tear on their face for every person that they kill. Is that correct? That, that's exactly right. I mean, these are And this people, person just claimed asylum. Claimed asylum. And we just let them in. We let them in. Most likely, if, the, if, the, if they were murdering people somewhere else and proud of it, they will continue in that tradition. That's exactly right. I don't know if it's always true if you have a teardrop tattoo that you're a murderer, but it'd be worth looking into as opposed to just letting everybody in and letting them wander into the country and stay. I would agree. Here's more with Elon and Representative Tony Gonzalez. Uh, 46, Michael. Over here to the right, literally under a bridge, a lot of trade happens here in the city. Okay. So it's just sort of like a, that's, that's a bridge and there's like people getting processed and then they come across on those, those the trains over there. Yeah, exactly. It's like an um, initial intake spot and then they'll, they'll send them through, but it's nonstop okay. all day long. You know what I don't think we have yet is uh, his conversation with a local sheriff who was talking about how the people who get off of those trains, they know how to slow the trains down and jump off of them, et cetera, et cetera. Then they steal cars. He said 90% of them are in stolen cars. We have rampant auto theft here. Crime is exploding. And this is the sheriff. He would know. When was the last time you heard about that on a network news report? By the way, this Elon um, little mini documentary he did at the border has 72 million views at this point, whatever that means on Twitter, uh, 104,000 retweets. So that's that's some pretty decent media reach. Oh, yeah, and it's just beginning. I have a feeling it'll echo around a fair amount. Uh, 47, Michael. Of the 90 cents that, qual- that, do, that do not qualify for asylum, how many are sent back to the country of origin? Zero. I mean, here in this in this okay, Del Rio sector, point. in Del Rio sector alone, you have twenty five hundred people coming over illegally a day, and zero sending back. Zero. Zero. Not even like a ten. Not even a, a, nothing. Zero. Nothing, nothing. So, what kind of signal does that send the rest of the world? Sure. Is this is where you need to come, and this is you're you're not going to be sent back. They've sent the message: don't come. Nothing could be less honest than that. It's exactly the opposite. Go ahead with 48, Michael. You just don't know. And that's what okay. people are scared. People in, in American citizens are are scared. They just don't feel safe. They don't know who these people are. They don't want to assume, but they also don't want to not assume. They have children. It's a safety issue. So in a related story, the Washington Post has a really, really interesting uh, story on their website about, and hang with me here, Venezuelan security forces raided this infamous prison the other day because a gang was completely in control of it. 11,000 soldiers and police officers stormed this prison. And they discovered a professional baseball field, swimming pools, children's play equipment, and even a small zoo with monkeys and flamingos. What? They also found concrete tunnels in and out, just like the one El Chapo used. And they, there were even 200 women and children, families of these prisoners living on the grounds. You know what this now, uh, prison needs is a zoo. <laughs> Let the get kids enjoy the it. monkeys. Snake face, will you be in charge? Will you chair the zoo committee? <clears throat> anyway, uh, obviously, Venezuelan prisons are fairly different from ours. But the point of this article is that this 
uh, this the prison was being run by a gang, Trendy Aragua, criminal organization spawned in the prison that is spread across Latin America with the Venezuelan diaspora, meaning people who've left Venezuela. And those people are frequently the victims of this gang. So you have an incredibly powerful Venezuelan gang that victimizes uh, people from Venezuela mostly so far. Quiz question. What's the number one nationality of the tens of thousands of people who are pouring across our border every single day? They're Venezuelans. It is utterly impossible that we have not imported many, many of this gang's members into the United States now. Well, they can't be getting in because as this Democrat member of the House on CNN yesterday said, the border is secure. Do you think that the border is secure? I just is that what you said? Yes, the border is secure. But if you have millions of undocumented migrants coming into the country, how is the border secure? Jake, this is not a new crisis. Um, It does require uh, more political will. That is the absurd Marxist Ayanna Presley, who said on CNN yesterday the border is secure. And then she started to go into something else, and Jake Tapper said, wait a second, did you say the border is secure? And she kept talking, and he said, I just want to nail you down on this. Did you say the border is secure? Yes, the border is secure. How so? I mean, so I don't, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what to do with that. You know, if, if you've ever run into somebody who says something is just completely crazy, you, you're flummoxed. You don't even know how to respond. I mean, uh, okay. As I said before, this is straight out of, like, Jamie Raskin saying, the Republicans have no evidence that the Bidens were were benefiting from influence peddling. There's loads of evidence. There's nothing but evidence. I don't have the time to go through all the evidence. There's so much evidence. But you claim the opposite. You know what? Do I have that? It fell down. No, that's not it. Hang on a second. That great quote I read about Marxists. How you have to just understand, they lie. They will lie to you. They will take advantage of you assuming that they're uh, coming to you of goodwill and just lie. It's here in the studio somewhere. Where is that? I liked it so much I kept it around. Maybe I can find it. So you think that's what she's doing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she is she is a Marxist. She's avowed uh, uh, she is America an America hater who wants to tear the country down. Yeah. So she's trying to overload the system and, and make it untenable to continue with the current I, system I, that we have. I wish the, I wish that, you know, your mainstream journalists would push back as hard on people on that side as they do. Like if a Trump person says something that is provably not true about a variety of things they don't let them get away with it no that's not true just want to make sure the audience at home knows what you're saying is not true they don't do that i mean he he did call her out but he still then just kind of it was kind of a tepid calling her out instead of saying yeah. i just want to make sure everybody at home knows you've all seen the videos that is not true the border's not secure so what the member of here of the house of the representatives just said is flat out not true that's what they would do if it was like somebody talking about trump's stolen election Sure. Yeah. This is as, Before, this is as <clears throat> provable as that. 
Before we play the last clip, uh, here it is. I found it. Marxists just lie. They lie so overtly and blatantly that people begin to question their own perceptions. It works because no one expects another person to lie so overtly. They don't believe in shared truth. They use words as weapons. Until you learn to keep this in mind during every interaction, you will continue to get played. They rely on you implicitly assuming that they have good intentions and are aiming at shared truth. And so dialogue can be productive. That's a deception. For Marxists, dialogue is not a way of attaining truth. It is a forum for manipulation. Manipulation. Likewise, your critical theory crowd, your queer theory crowd, that they operate in exactly the same way. All right, uh, 49, Michael. Two, two major rail lines come okay. through, through my county, and, and on those the illegals ride. They actually control the trains because they know how to crank down the brake on the car so okay. that it passes a heat sensor. The conductor has to stop the train. The illegals get off. The people come to get them, and all the stolen vehicles are stealing from all over the country. Nearly every one of them is in a stolen vehicle. Okay. So, so then we get involved, and then they're trespassing on private property. There you go, Sheriff from a border town. Yeah, interesting. Good on Elon for going down there, and I thought a perfectly reasonable, fair, vast majority of Americans agree with him stance on that whole thing. Right. Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. No doubt. Like the hat, too. Some people are complaining you were wearing your cowboy hat backwards. Maybe you were. I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention. It's, it's not easy to tell the front and the back from a lot of cowboy hats. You almost, Does you almost, it keep the sun off your head? You yes. Almost, you almost have to look at the tag to figure it out because it's just very similar. So I think that's the least of the problems if he had his hat <laughs> on backwards. <laughs> we have Agreed. zoos in Venezuelan prisons. That's a problem. No, that's not the problem either. I got lost on the problem. The problem is the people sneaking across the border. That's the problem. Yeah, now I'm back to it. Clearly. Uh, (laughs) Stay tuned. More on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Powerball jackpot is nearing $1 billion. Saturday's drawing, now at least $925 million. There have been no big winners since July 19th. So it's coming up on a billion dollars, which is a number. That'll get your attention, huh? I win $200 million. Screw that. What good's that going to do you? Come on. A billion, now you got my attention. Powerball! I go hang out. That's right, son. I'd go down and uh, hang out with Elon Musk. I'd say, hey, you a billionaire? Me too. <laughs> yeah, what have you invented? Uh, I'm working on some stuff. <laughs> so you're just playing ACDC there, and it reminded me, I'm wearing kind of the hat that the balding front man from ACDC often wears. Is this the cover up the fact that you're balding rock and roll hat? Is that what this is? <laughs> I think it may factor in, yes. yes. It's uh, the, like the Peaky Blinders hat. Everywhere I go, people say, hey, Peaky Blinders. Really? They made it They made it famous. The guy who plays Oppenheimer oh. in the movie from Peaky Blinders wore a hat just like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Peaky Blinders fan. It wouldn't have occurred to me. I just, you look like an oh. Englishman out for a ride in no. your Jaguar. That's what, that's what has made this style of hat explode was Peaky Blinders. Yeah, there are yeah. companies that make hat the hat, and it's advertised as just like seen on Peaky Blinders. Oh, I don't doubt that yeah. for a second. I just you know how some people can't carry a tune at all; they can't sing, they can't hear music. I can't perceive fashion, even news about fashion. I'm blind to it. I'm utterly unaware of it. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I hadn't heard that. And I'm a huge fan of Peaky Blinders, and occasionally I wear hats. Anyway, uh, as fascinating as this discussion is, moving along. Um, <laughs> I was uh, zapping through the uh, Free Beacon. They've got this piece about an ex-Obama official slamming our senile president for joining the union picket line. Uh, You probably remember Stephen Ratner. He served as lead advisor to the presidential task force on the auto industry during the big bailout, blah, blah, blah. And he's blasting the president. There's no precedent for it. The tradition of the president is to stay neutral in these things. It was a terrible idea. I get the po- the politics, but it's this is wrong. Really? You can't put your thumb on the scale that way, blah, blah, blah. I did and, not you know, see that he said that. Uh, he's, a, he's an MSNBC regular with his charts and all that sort of stuff, and he didn't like the president being on the picket line. Uh, yeah, uh, and you know what's funny is I read this, and I thought that 12 minutes that the doddering president spent shuffling along the picket line, haltingly saying nothing into his megaphone. I mean, his, you deserve more, and you hang in there. It was so utterly ineffectual. It was sad. It didn't help the union. It didn't hurt the union. I'm sure the car makers weren't pleased, but it just, it was such a big nothing. It was such a pathetically small little gesture I'm like, yeah, Ratner, you're probably right, but eh, who cares? Yeah, I was kind of surprised that no president had ever done that before, and it was seen as controversial back in the day, because he did it this week, and outside of that quote you just hit me with, I hadn't heard anybody really get up in arms about it. I think we're just so used to now uh, a president's weighing in on everything in ways that they shouldn't, that it didn't strike people in favor or not in favor is extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, it's just nothing. It was an old man shuffling around and, and, and saying nothing. So. Now, he has the evolved institutions. 
That's the fellow. A couple of quick Trump headlines that I found interesting. According to the New York Times, Trump could lose Trump Tower and other properties in the fraud case that a judge made preliminary ruling on that he'd, he'd inflated values, blah, blah, blah. We all heard that this week. But there's a civil case that's going forward. And, um, Starts and that could Monday. Be- yeah, that could be pretty serious for some of his uh, his business interests. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting is that um, his, uh, his giant sprawling legal defense effort, which includes lawyers for a lot of his co-defendants in several cases, are really burning through money in a way that is unsustainable and they're getting kind of tight. Now, Trump's been able to fundraise uh, like a fiend, obviously. Um, but it could reach a crisis point at some point. Uh, it's too many uses of the word point, including the point at which I'm pointing toward he's not going to be able to do the bills for some of his co-defendants, and they will flip because they can't afford it either. We'll point you toward the podcast. If you miss an hour, get Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.